What's up, guys? I'm Sean Lights Out Merriman, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolt Podcast. Thanks for listening. Here's what's coming up this week on the Charged Up Bolts Podcast. Oh, I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. Christmas is all around us. Go on and let it snow. My wife, she says she doesn't like turkey, so I'll do the heat sometimes with turkey. She goes, oh, that was great. I was like, that was turkey. Hello and welcome to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. It is our Christmas special, Christmas jumpers at the ready. And on this show, we bring you the latest Chargers news. We preview and review every Chargers game. And some of us wear amazing Christmas jumpers and others don't. So guys, I'm livid, I'm furious. So I'm joined by two non-jumper wearing individuals. First up, it is... Mr. John was. Judy, where's your jumper, John? <laughs> oh, look, this is a Christmas jumper. I got it last Christmas. This is a Christmas jumper. Merry Christmas, boys. How are we doing? Um, yeah. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be happy. Here I shouldn't is. be smiling. Just coming out of COVID for the second time this year. The Chargers lost last Thursday. But look, we've got to keep smiling. And with my football buddies, minus Dan. I hope you get well soon, Dan. Yeah, um, get well soon, Dan. We're thinking of you. Um, look. It's Christmas almost. Let's, let's, and and the season is not over. <laughs> I just realised what you've done there, Fess. <laughs> <laughs> it's warfare, mate. I'm also joined by someone who just told me before we started the show that he was a little bit chilly and was considering putting his Christmas jumper on and then went and told me that it's 18 degrees Celsius. So stick your Fahrenheit. I can't believe you're moaning about the weather and giving me a headache as I fly around like Santa Claus on his sleigh. It is adroit airs. John, how are you? Oh, I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. Christmas is all around us. Go on and let it snow. It's uh I was gonna wear a jumper, but yeah, it's, it's almost too hot. Degrees. It's too hot for a jumper, obviously. It's almost 70 degrees Fahrenheit here. I'd be sweating. So I gotta wear I gotta, I gotta keep it cool here. You know, I got my foot flops on. In fairness though, in fairness, the other night it got it got down to like five degrees Celsius, which is about forty degrees Fahrenheit, which is pretty dang cold for us around here. So I put out all my snow gear for that. Had my beanie. <laughs> Just well, on the Christmas I'm... festival, what's what's your favorite? Christmas movies, guys. Mine has to be Chevy Chase, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, we watch it every year in our house. Mate, everyone kept saying that, and I'd never seen it before. And then last what? Christmas we put it on, and it was incredible. I couldn't stop laughing. How have you so, never? How have you never seen this? Oh my god! I thought it was just an American tap. You know, not watching any of that rubbish. And then it was absolutely brilliant. It's brilliant. You cannot <laughs> knock any Chevy Chase films. It's the law. It was amazing, especially when the sewer comes up and just gets them. And, and then the Christmas lights just doing the switch. And I was like, ah, amazing. The only, pro- the only problem is with that movie, I know all the words to it. And my wife, she's like, we can watch it if you're not going to mention the words before they actually send the film. So I have to refrain from sort of coming out with the one lines from Randy Quaig. Brilliant. <laughs> Um, I, for me, Home Alone is up there. We just had it on here in the lounge, and uh, that, that's like a, a Christmas miracle. So you've got to watch that. But um, I think it, for again, first time this year, we watched um, something about a train. What's the, oh, I can't remember what it's called now. It's Polar, Polar Express. Express. The Polar oh, it's Express. Absolutely garbage. 
Have you never watched Christmas movies? I don't understand. Like, you, next year you're going to watch Die Hard. I've never John, seen Die Hard or Gremlins. John, John he, he lives in Bolton in Lancashire. They've only just got electricity, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know, that's a nice looking tree in the background. This, this internet connection he's got, he's actually stole it from Yorkshire. There's a, there's an internet cable, <laughs> and it, an ethernet cable running over the Pennines. <laughs> Mate, best thing to come out of Yorkshire is the M62. But um, <laughs> do you know what though? It's, it seems to be you know Christmas. We, we get more American, but is it not like Christmas on acid in America? Is it not just everywhere decorations, parades, or is that just a movie myth, John? It's it's pretty intense over here. It's uh, I mean basically, I mean some places by by the end of of Halloween over here, which is in October. By the end of, uh, end of October, it's already Christmas time. You know, I, a lot of places will at least wait till after our Thanksgiving, you know, uh, when we celebrate that guy who got lost and then said, oh, I guess we're here in, you know, India. So those must be Indians. Anyways, uh, <laughs> but after that, after that amazing holiday where we get together and, and eat turkey and watch football, which is basically a football holiday at this point. Um, yeah, we, we start doing Christmas and it's big. I mean, every every mall, everything has a giant tree that's at least a thousand feet tall. And they've got like foam machines spitting out fake snow because it doesn't snow out here. Um, and it's just, it's insane. Like my, my neighbors are the Griswolds when it comes to their lights, they have so much stuff. They have to have a second generator. They have to have a generator just for the Christmas lights. <laughs> so, brilliant. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it's insane around here. It's for us. So my wife loves Christmas. It's her favorite time of year. It's nonstop. I mean, we watch it basically Christmas movies, nonstop Christmas music, nonstop. Mm-hmm. I get a little tired of Christmas. I, I actually, I'm fine with Christmas. It's not really my favorite holiday, and she can't, she can't believe that because she's such a crazy Christmas person. In fact, I, I constantly forget what the actual date of Christmas is, <laughs> and she like, it, she just gets so mad. I'm like, oh yeah, it's coming up. Isn't it like the 24th or something like that? And she's like, are you effing kidding? I'm just, like, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's around. This, I, I was like, everybody closes down. I'll know what day it is. It's fine. We, we do get well, just, um, we, we, we we do get sort of some of the remnants of, of Christmas over in the UK. Obviously, we've got Costco over here. Um, I, I walked into Costco on my wife's birthday in, in August, and they were selling pumpkins for Halloween. It's like, what the FNL's going yeah, on here? Yeah, really early. <laughs> so we we do we do see and look, it, it is full on here. And I think the biggest thing over in the UK is food. So I was going to the supermarket today. You you need a you need you need a tailgating party to get in the supermarket. You are queuing oh, for hours to get in and out. It's ridiculous. So yeah. my wife and I go in in the morning just to get the last few bits of bobs. We're out of here at five forty-five a.m. <laughs> I told you it was That's six. the best times on Christmas shopping. I, I get out it early. Forward fifteen minutes. Um, I no mm-hmm. doubt it'll be crazy, but I'm pretty good. I go to the aisles that I need, fill the shopping trolley, and get out get out of there. Yeah, well, we this is the thing. Like you took. You talk about food being important, but um, like I-, I couldn't believe how different it is. So obviously, being Spanish, that is really important. Christmas Eve, it's Noche Buena, so it's seafood and paella, and and obviously, I've got an American colleague who was saying, oh, "I can't believe you don't you don't have Thanksgiving." You know, the turkey and the and the the mash and the gravy, and I can't believe you've not got it over there in the UK. I'm like that. That's every single Sunday. Every single Sunday of the year yeah. is a roast. Like, does what your, do you eat? Your, do, you, do you not eat turkey in Christmas? What, what What's a traditional American Christmas meal? So that's, a, that's an odd question because it actually really becomes specific to your family. Like there, are, there are plenty of families that do turkey on Christmas. Um, uh, a lot Ham is one of the bigger 
bigger things, a lot of those honey-baked spiral hams. Those are very common at Christmas time. People do a Christmas roast. Um, you know, some people like, uh, I like Christmas tamales personally. I, I love a good tamale. Um, you know, that's probably the Mexican in me, I guess, but you know, it just, it's, it's amazing. Uh, it's amazing the diversity of our, of the, the Christmas meals that you can get around here. So it kind of just depends, but I think ham, uh, ham is probably the most popular Christmas meal, like main dish. Um, and then everything, everyone else has other stuff, puddings and, and junk and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, my, my wife, she says she doesn't like turkey, so I'll do fajitas sometimes with turkey. She goes, oh, that was great. I was like, that was turkey. I don't like turkey. Yeah, but you just had turkey fajitas. What, what are you talking about? Uh, you hey. can't taste it when you get the sauce on it, can you? So we, we have, it's, um, I think we've, it's lamb, pork. Um, yeah, lamb, lamb, pork and beef for us, I think, this Christmas. Um, real, real quick, Waz, i got to know this. Yes. What do you put in your fajitas? Do you put do you do you have cilantro or do you only have coriander? No, we we so I, I basically make them now cilantro. as we've had them in Mexico. Um, so I'll just I'll just make some homemade salsa, mm -hmm. um, just obviously uh, uh, some light seasoning on the meat, uh, a bit of coriander, jalapenos. Oh, coriander. So, okay, okay. I'm sorry, I can't do this. I can't do this. I, I refuse. The coriander goes wife, in the salsa. I was I was in I was in uh, my wife was actually in the UK for work for like a month. And I came to visit her about halfway through and she was like, I'm craving Mexican food. So I went to the market. I could not find cilantro anywhere. And I kept asking for it. I'm like, oh, we've got coriander. It's not the same thing. <laughs> cilantro and coriander are not the same thing. It tastes completely different. It's completely the wrong thing. Uh, actually, in Paris, <laughs> we found a Tex-Mex restaurant in Paris and they had cilantro. So maybe I have to go to I'm Paris. Not, I'm not Mexico. taking you one. I'm not having it. Get a cilantro. I have. I have, I've actually spent uh, a Christmas in Spain. Um, uh, those of you who don't know, my both my sister in laws live out there, and um, I was eating steak on on Christmas Day. That was a that was a novelty for me. But Dawn and I broke convention a few twice since we've been together in sixteen years. One year we I made a curry. <laughs> I don't know why we just decided to. And one year we had spaghetti bolognese. <laughs> I'm just like. <laughs> A little Christmas fettuccine. Oh, yeah. Scrooge is here. Scrooge is here. <laughs> that's that's you talk about movies. That's the one my wife loves. The holiday, the loves the holiday. Christmas. Yeah, White Christmas. Oh. We'll probably have that on this weekend as well. Danny K. We've got that on our on our uh, one of our uh, movies on on Apple. So yeah, all good. Yeah, yeah I, I, I love think that. you mentioned I'm... it, John. Die Hard, brilliant film. Definitely, definitely a Christmas film. Yeah, you got to have Gremlins. I mean, Gremlins is an amazing. I've not watched that for it's years. All, it's all about gift. It's all about gift giving. And, and family, and it's all during during Christmas. There's Christmas music. I mean, you can't get more Christmassy than Gremlins, in my opinion. <laughs> Fair enough. So here's a big question before we move on to more serious matters. Yorkshire pudding is mandatory on a Christmas dinner. What is that? Oh, oh I don't even know what that is. Is it, is right, it actual okay. pudding? So here's right. the thing. You call things like pudding, and it right, means okay, it's not actually John. pudding. It's something completely different. So Yorkshire pudding, there's not many ingredients to it, okay? It's it's like a batter, basically. That That's purely what it is okay and you you, you do it in a in a, um, in a hot oven and it rises you can have small yorkshire puddings you can have giant ones the giant ones you, you generally get filled with potatoes um vegetables meat so gravy it's, it's not like but, a dessert it's a it's ah a hang on actual... let me let me come on to this so originally confused. it was a dessert yes so you can have it with um so my nan when she was alive she used to make this amazing raspberry vinegar so you can have the Yorkshire pudding with raspberry vinegar. It was awesome. But where I'm from in South Yorkshire, where Bez's family live in South Yorkshire, 
many people have Yorkshire pudding as a starter. It's basically big Yorkshire puddings and gravy. Now, the first time I took my wife to a dad's house, we sat down for dinner and Dawn's looking at me going, what the effing hell is this? Where, where the hell's my food? So it's like, you're getting that after her. So the next time I took her up, it was like, just give Dawn all her Yorkshire pudding together with her dinner. But it's Yorkshire mandatory, mate. Must. It's essential. Our friend, yeah, we, we got our friends uh, who we met in Mexico from, from uh, upper New York State. We got them making Yorkshire puddings. John, I'll send you the recipe because I know your your wife's mm. uh, pretty good in the in the kitchen. Uh, the I, think would, stuff. I would think she would love to. I mean, I've yet to find anything that's actually you know UK specific that actually tastes good and isn't bland. But you know, oh, I'm gonna oh, oh, oh my! Have to remove this man from the podcast. I'll tell you what, I'm gonna have to. John, you when well, you come to London, have, my friend. I, I've been, you know, I've been to London many times. Actually, you go to wrong places, and there, are, there's good food in London. There's really good food in London, but none of it's actually English food. It's all from some other country. You can go to wrong places. Import great food. I think I've just upset we just steal it colonialism. Bez, I've just upset your wife. There, she's saying what. Is that either the raspberry vinegar or the or the or the um, jam or the? You've offended starter. you've offended the nation, to be fair. But the thing is, is like it's absolutely mandatory to have a Yorkshire pudding, but it's controversial because I live near a place called Ramsbottom, and every year they it's this is Lancashire and there's the Lancashire Yorkshire rivalry, and every year they have the black pudding throwing competition. So black pudding is sausage made out of pig's blood, and yes. the Lancastrians get. Burry black pudding, and they get massive Yorkshire puddings and stick them up on a big target. And you have to throw your Yorkshire pudding and destroy as many, throw your black pudding and destroy as many Yorkshire puddings as you can. That is, uh, it's a bit controversial around these. It's parts. a waste of Yorkshire pudding, and it's a waste of black pudding. So, okay, nobody answered my question. Is Yorkshire pudding a sweet thing or is it a savory no, thing? I don't it's savory, savory, but you can, you can make it okay. sweet, but you can you put can jam it on it. it is you can put jam- John, okay. you can have anything you want with Yorkshire pudding, my friend. In fact, I would have Yorkshire pudding and custard for dessert on Christmas Day. Get out. He's such a Yorkshireman. Jesus, moths will come out of his wallet next. It, you mop up your gravy with Yorkshire pudding, right? You mop yes. it up. It's just soggy and doughy and you get it crispy in the oven. We've got rise, Aunt Bessie's risers for Christmas Day. Oh, so good. So, yeah, you're missing out. But then again, you do have Thanksgiving horrific green beans in Campbell soup, which I cooked last Thanksgiving. It's the worst food in the world. So well, if, you do, if you do it right, green, green bean casserole is pretty decent. I, I don't love it, but it's uh, you know it has its moments, right? To me, it's a green bean pudding or green bean casserole is the Jerry Tillery of, of of Christmas dishes. Okay, it's most of the time it's actually not very good, but every once in a while you're like, oh, okay, I see why we have it. Okay, right? So flour, no. eggs, and milk. Well, I think that's a pancake, Hannah. But then again, it's like yes. A, a, <laughs> a rising pancake, you know. There you go. There you go. There's the Yorkshire pudding mix going across the bottom of the screen right now. Oil, two large free eggs, 100 grams of plain flour, 100 grams of milk. Are we a cooking up. show now? <laughs> Are we a cooking show now? Mix it up well. a bit, bang it in the oven until cooked. Unbelievable. Well, I'll send me the recipe. I will make it and then I'll post it online. No meal grates will give you his grade good, on a scale of one to ten. He will provide you the. Grip. The sad thing is, John, you can actually buy them ready-made in the UK. They're frozen. You just bang them in the oven for about three minutes, which is dangerous because you get. I a always bag put of them in too long. Yeah, and I serve. Yeah, so I'll buy a bag of twenty-four, serve four, and I've eaten the rest while I'm making dinner. It's great. Well, I'm going to keep it um, food-related now as we get it on track with the charges. Um, 
no Christmas brisket. You, you know, I was, going try, I was going to do a Christmas brisket this year, but I'm actually not hosting anybody for Christmas Eve or Christmas. So no brisket. Well, we've lost to the Chiefs. Let's get it out of the way. This is a positive Christmas podcast episode or YouTube, whatever you want to call it. We've lost to the Chiefs. Disappointing. It was overtime just as was predicted. Well done, was on getting that. I, we didn't get blown out like I thought. We didn't win narrowly like some of you thought. It was relatively low scoring. Not too, not too far off, uh, John, your predictions. But, you know, we go into overtime. I think most of us can probably say that if you go into the five-yard zone, five yards uh, from the end zone and you don't take any points on three, was it three occasions, then you're probably not going to win. We threw away the victory by being a little bit over aggressive, but we showed we can play with anyone, fear nobody. We came just a bit short, but at the end of the day, are you too downhearted? Was, are you, are you happy, sad? What are you feeling? There's a lot of stick going um, or being thrown at uh, Brandon Staley after that defeat. Um, I've got I've got a couple of points on those those points left on the field, and we've said time and time again we need to avoid it. Oh, first of all, I want to take you back twelve months to the forty-five zip shutout against New England and the twenty-seven uh, seventeen loss to the Bills. I'm pretty sure in both those games the Chargers were four and one. Sorry, they were a fourth down and one, trailing the game, and we opted to punt. And quite rightly, Anthony Lynn got a lot of stick. Now, Staley's playing the game to win. So, I think John mentioned this on Twitter. More times than not, these fourth down conversions pay off. They're going to they're gonna pay off more than they're going to hurt you. Yes, I understand that if we'd have made one of those conversions, we'd have won that game. But he's trying to win. We've we he's done a massive 180 degree U-turn on what we were 12 and 24 months ago. So yes, it's disappointing. But I, I'm 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 liking the aggressiveness. And the other thing, the players have to take some responsibility. They couldn't convert that those fourth down uh, opportunities. All right, don't just lay it on Brandon Staley and remember where we came from. Yeah, I'm bitterly disappointed. The Chiefs got away lightly, and they know it. Don't start coming at me saying that the Chiefs, oh, yeah, they're, they're, they they deserve to be top of the AFC. They got away lightly because we shot ourselves in the foot, quite frankly. Um, it, it was disappointing. But I want to see Staley being aggressive. Um, just one of those things. We should have won that game and we didn't. We've seen it time and time again. The season is not over. I mean, I don't disagree with you. I'd rather have an aggressive coach than a, a coach who dilly dallies and dithers and punts and and, and makes a two score game a two score game. I'm, you know, it's, it's a bit ridiculous. But uh, I think he was a little over aggressive. I think you take the points. You're driving down the field. You're getting into scoring position. You take the points, build them up. You know, he was clearly fearful that Mahomes was going to come and score on him, and he felt he had to get ahead in the game. And that's a problem. That's a problem, mm -hmm. Bez. It's because Mahomes under centre, and we know that he can do this. You know, had we been playing a, um, a team with with a you know a tier two or a three quarterback, that might not have been the case. But you've got to be, you've got to have, you've got to have daylight between you and the Chiefs because they are going to turn it around very, very. You know, quickly. I, I, a counter argument to that is it was almost aggressiveness from fear, and I don't think you should be fearing the Chiefs. You know, oh my God, Mahomes is going to come and score us. We have to score a touchdown. No, you don't. Take take the points. Trust your D. Corral Mahomes. I mean, John, kick the field goal or go for it. Are you with him, Staley, or not? 
So, you know, I, I, I'm going to say this, I can agree. I can agree with the fact that I, I think he probably was a little over aggressive. And I think that, um, I, I think that, you know, there's probably a, a time there where I would have got kicked the field, but at the very least at the end of the half, that's what kind of, to me, that was the biggest sin uh, of everything he did. I think I was okay with everything else. I didn't love it, but I'm okay with everything else. Um, but kick, not kicking that field goal before half, I think, is something I would have done. I think I think that's the one place where I say, you know, whether the analytics are say to do it or not, I think kicking that field goal gets you cushions that lead, and I think it puts that onus on the Chiefs so that they have to get out of their game and really focus on just trying to catch up. And I think when you can force Mahomes to try to fl- play from you know a deficit you're going to get the Mahomes who makes mistakes versus the Mahomes who's kind of under pressure when it's close. Right. So, you know, I, I don't know. I think I agree though. I, I think you do not necessarily scared. I don't think you play to win. And I think you play aggressive against the chiefs because the chiefs can put up points and numbers at any time. I just think that's how you play. I think the first, the first time you went for it, I, I agree hundred percent to have gone for it on fourth down. I mean, you got a big run back, you're in the end zone, you know, Mike Williams drops a touchdown. Then you're like, you know what? We had him. We had two good plays that just didn't work out. Let's go for fourth down. And on fourth down, Parham, that gruesome injury, and, you know, I'm glad to see that he's at the hospital and he's, he's feeling better and all that good stuff. So, you know, yeah, thoughts, thoughts are with him for that. But, um, you know, he dropped it, right? That was a touchdown, right? The play before Mike Williams, that was a touchdown, right? So I, the, the play calls were right. The team just didn't execute. And I think that you have faith in your team to execute in those situations. You have faith that your team's going to catch the ball and score. So, you know, I think it's very deflating to get to run it all the way back to the 25 and then settle for a field goal on the opening kickoff, right? I'd rather just say, look, we're going for it. We're going to feel aggressive and, and take the shot. So I like that one. Um, later on in the game, you know, that was iffy. You know, it was going to be a pretty long field goal. It was probably like a 50, somewhere close to a 50-yard field goal, I think, if they had settled for fourth down. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. It's, you know, at that point, you're just kind of like, how are you, feel, how are you feeling it's going? And to be honest, the Chargers offense had been moving the ball all game. Right. Like if the offense had been struggling to score and struggling to move the ball and, and they'd only had like three points up to that point, I would say don't go for it. But if you're thinking about the way the, the game is going and how well the offense was performing, you know, the big the biggest detractor to the offense from moving the ball was themselves when they would drop passes or there would be miscommunication between the, the, the pass catcher and, and, and Herbert. So besides those times, the, the offense was moving the ball. So I, I, I like the idea. I like that you want to go for it. So. I mean, at the end of the day, we can all sit back and go, hey, he should have kicked that one field goal one time and we would have won it. But honestly, how do we know that? If he kicks one of those, if he takes one of those fourth downs and kicks a field goal and makes it, which by the way, we all keep talking about got to kick the field goal, right? Take the points. How much of a guarantee is the field goal going to be for us? I mean, we've seen our kickers, right? Oh, it's not like, it's not like a 100% trust. Hey. Okay. Point, you're if, you're, if you've got someone back there who I know is going to nail that field goal every time, okay, sure. Let's, let's maybe kick a field goal once or twice, but – I don't even know how much of a big of a risk it is going for for going for it versus kicking the field goal. I think it's there might be an even amount of risk there. So I don't know. I just I love the aggressiveness. I, I like this is his brand. This is the players are all behind it. Everybody knows what they're doing. And honestly, at the end of the day, to me, it felt more like execution. To me, it, it wasn't about play calling. It wasn't about that was the wrong decision. It was about hey, they made the right decision, but the players didn't execute. That's that's honestly how I felt. So. You know, the first game that, that that he was, you know, where we started coining him fourth and Staley, no one had a problem with him going for a fourth yeah. down every time. Why? Because it worked out, right? But now this time it doesn't work out. So we're like, oh, why would you do that? You know, he honestly, he's been consistent. He's been on brand. And I like that. I like I'm, to know, hey, we have an extra down. We always just have an extra down against the Chiefs. And, and honestly, I'd, have to, 
and exactly, John. And after almost well, nearly eighty percent of the season's you know gone, the best chance that we have of winning a football game is when Justin Herbert has the ball in his hands. Agreed. That's a, that's a fact. We're we're not a team that relies on the defense to to dig us out of a hole because we've got we haven't got a quarterback that that, that can't pass a football or or, or rush rush the football. We've got a quarterback that can do everything. So why not give him the chance? I think the fact that we lost against the Chiefs, I think a lot of people out there saying the season, well, there's one or two saying that the season's done. I mean, come on, give your head a wobble. The season's yeah. not done. We we are going to go to the playoffs, I'm telling you right now. I'll be better than that if we don't. In positivity from Scrooge, I'm happy with that. I mean, <laughs> you know, Christmas is a time for giving. It's a time for charity. And, not giving you know, up like... too many yards though on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, 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 you know, the, the Chargers have a big Christmas gift against the Texans. What an easy matchup. Surely this is, John, just absolutely bread and butter victory. Get back on, on track and keep our nose ahead in the race for the playoffs. Is it that simple or without Bosa and a bit of a COVID outbreak? Are you worried about this fixture? Um, honestly, I think that the Texans are not a great team. Uh, I think this is a game they should win even with backups. And you know what? The Texans are starting to feel their own COVID outbreak. Uh, their best player by far, the player who has been the most electric for them, Brandon Cooks, just got put on the reserve COVID list. So yeah. um, their kicker, Kai, whatever, Fairband or whatever, he just got put on the COVID list. So honestly, this off the offense for the, for the Texans is one of the worst rated as far as DVOA goes uh, offenses. And their defense is not a whole lot better. So, I mean, this is just one of the worst teams statistically in the league. It's not a team that, to, to be honest, scares me. Um, I mean, they've got their their quarterback is Davis Mills or maybe Tyrod. Who knows? I don't know. Like, I just, I mean, I'd be more afraid of Tyrod. Sure. We've been through this. We've been through this at length. Tyrod. Tyrod, sorry. Tyrod. <laughs> Tyrod. Uh, you know, I, I, I'd be more afraid if he was starting, but I think it's going to be Davis Mills assuming he doesn't catch COVID. So, honestly, I don't – It's. I think this is a game that even with some of our big guys out, I think that the Chargers should win. So uh, it's a get-right game. Uh, and then the next two games are very winnable. I agree with uh, with Waz. I, I, I don't – it'd be pretty hard for me to stomach them not making the playoffs at this point. I mean, they've got three very, very winnable games coming up, right? I mean, the, the Raiders look like a disaster again. They barely beat the, the, the Browns who are playing with third-string players. Like, literally half of the Browns' entire organization – from 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 the towel boy all the way up to the GM had COVID, you know, and they still figured the Raiders still figured out a way to barely beat them. So, to you know, I, they should absolutely beat the Raiders. I don't care if it's in Vegas or whatever. They should absolutely beat the Raiders. They should beat the the Texans. And honestly, yeah, the Broncos game sounds like a tough game because of what happened last time. But I, the Broncos in Denver are always a problem for the Chargers. Always the Broncos in California, not so much. I, I actually think that they steamroll the Broncos, in my opinion. I, I think they actually make up for that loss, and I think they reverse it, and they take a big – they, they wow. dominate the Broncos. So, honestly, I see three games where they basically dominate all three games. I, I see three really strong performances uh, going into the into the playoffs, and I see them finishing as the number five seed for the playoffs. Hopefully not. they don't draw Tennessee like they're currently set to draw. You know, Honestly, I'd love to see – the Bengals hold on to uh, the to the top spot and they play the Bengals in round one. That would be an awesome. I'd take that. Yeah. I, I think we match up really well against the Bengals. Um, so, you know, we'd love to see them play their Bengals in the first round. 
Uh, honestly, would love to see them play the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. I think that would be an amazing way to get into the Super Bowl. Would be to beat Mahomes in Kansas City in the AFC Championship game and basically show everybody that the, the Chargers are the best team in the West and that Herbert is the best quarterback in the league. So when all that happens, Bez, you're gonna have to eat that brown hat that you got on there. Sorry, I am, aren't I? Yeah. And when we when we don't even make the playoffs, then uh, then you can eat yours. Um, I will eat a hat. I mean, I will I will cook it up. I, I will I will I will dice it up and sprinkle it on some uh, Yorkshire pudding, and I'll have Yorkshire pudding pudding hat. Like I'm not joking. I will do that. I will cut up a hat and I will eat it. I will make a video. I will eat my hat if they don't make the playoffs. I just they I I firmly believe this team is good enough to make the playoffs, and I firmly believe this team is going to beat the teams ahead of them. They 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 are inconsistent, but generally when they lose, it's against a good team. They don't generally lose to bad teams. That's not generally what happens. So. I think that they I went think all you make some good points and you, you've got me positive. It's positive time of year. Uh, I think I'm with you and I think we're going to make the playoffs. And I think the exciting thing is that I believe on our day, we can beat anyone. There's no AFC team I'm fearful of. The Patriots, give me a break. You know, Mac Jones ain't going anywhere winning anything. Bill, Bill Belichick always makes his team better and difficult to beat, but you, you're not getting all the way with that. Mahomes is coming to his own and we just look beaten him once this season and lost a very close game in overtime. I'm really confident about facing up to anyone on our day. Was, you know, are you you said we're going to the playoffs. Um, are you seeing a demolishing of this Texan team? You know, we, we, we don't seem to be stooping down to poor teams' levels this year. So, look, you know, come on, overconfident. We're going we're we're to finish the season 3-0, OK? But I would not be surprised if we lost any of those games, including Sundays, because the COVID situation and the way the season's going. It's just crazy. If anyone had money on the D- on Detroit beating Arizona on Sunday, please come and do my lottery numbers. It's th- this season's mental, absolutely mental. You've you've got you've got players having to play out of position, players stepping up everywhere. This is re- being recorded on Wednesday night. Come Sunday morning, for all we know, God forbid, Justin Herbert's in COVID protocol. We don't want that, but uh, the, the point I'm making then, is, it, then it's, I'm, then I'm it's so unpredictable. Easton Stick, <laughs> Easton Stick stands. Look, look it, it is so unpredictable at the minute. But I am firmly behind the fact that we're going to get three victories. And I, and do you know what? I'm going to stick my neck on the line here. I think one of our AFC divisional rivals are going to get a good old-fashioned spanking. I really do. I think one of those three games, everything's just going to click. And we're just going to keep putting points on the board and have a nice, easy game. And everyone will be sat reading, I don't know, Christmas books in the fourth quarter because we've got a commanding lead. Um, And I do think that when we get to playoffs, which I do think we will, then it's a different game altogether. We're going to be playing a wild card game, probably. Um, And the chances are our opposition has got third string players in. And I think I put in our WhatsApp group, earlier on today, that there's going to be lots of twists and turns between now and the Super Bowl. Whoever plays in the Super Bowl, um, there's, going to be some, there's going to be some twists and turns because of the pandemic, you know, the, the fact that it's keeping players on the uh, on the sidelines. And we, we don't want that. We, I always want to see the best players playing the game. Of course you do. It's arguably <laughs> the most exciting sport in the world. Uh, the game can change on a knife edge. Things change very, very quickly. And... It's not always fun to see the superstars sat watching on the sidelines, especially because of the pandemic. And I know 
The league has to enforce the rules. I get that. We all have to abide by the the rules that our government set and, and what the league set. But there are going to be some twists and turns going down the line. I really do believe that. Well, I, I'm glad you're both confident. I'm going to ask you a few predictions in a second, but I'll start. I actually think we're going to dominate this game. I think we then drop a game to the Broncos uh, and we beat the Raiders and we go in the playoffs level with others. But, you know, I agree yeah. with, with John about the travelling, but I, I, I think that COVID will have an impact. Teddy Bridgewater will be coming off that. But we'll get on to that next week. Against the Texans, I think this is a gimme. I think that we're going to lack a little bit of pass rush. There's, there's some gaps in the team, but it, we're far too much to handle for a Texans team the other end of of, of the uh, NFL draft this off season, and we win thirty-five to twelve. That's a pace in for me. Was what's your prediction? Uh, I'm changing my prediction now. You just said that. I just had thirty-five to nine. <laughs> Seriously, that's what I was predicting. Thirty-five to nine. Obviously, reading oh, my man. notes <laughs> on, on the game on Sunday. Um, I'm not worried about Bosa being out. I'm, I'm kind of glad it gives him a bit of a rest. Yeah, rest his legs against we, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you know, just like Rashawn Slater ha- had a bit of a rest um, uh, on Thursday. And by the way, three pressures for um, Storm. He, he did a he did a decent job at left tackle. Could have been a lot worse. Yes, I know that um, your man Fisher wasn't playing for the, the Chiefs, but he, he did an okay job. Yeah, I agree. So that's that's even bolder prediction than me, John. Throw it, throw us a bone. It's going to be close. I think it is. I think it's going to be closer than you guys realize. I, I really do. I think you guys are maybe overselling it. Um, I mean, would you, how, how many points did you say, Bez? Thirty-five. Thirty-five for yeah. both of us. Yeah, seventeen and nine are the two. Uh, I, I think. I think it is. I think it's definitely going to be closer than that. I think it's. Um, I think it's going to be a, a very. Um, I think it's going to be. Like I said, I think it's going to be closer, and I think it's going to be twenty-seven to nine. <laughs> I that's a bit closer. <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to say something like that. When we actually lose like 9 7 or something like that, oh, we're going to Jesus. be in a big hat. Listen, right? <laughs> if we lose this game on Sunday, I'm going to do the world's longest triathlon. I'm going to run to the Welsh coast. I'm going to swim to the west, uh, the east coast of America. They're going to cycle to Brandon Staley's office demanding answers of why we lost that game. <laughs> Unbelievable. But, you know, it's it's positivity. We think it's going to be a good win. Um, bounce back from the Chiefs game. Um, you know, it is Christmas uh, and I want to make this a little bit of fun. And so we can have one last special segment before we wrap things up. Wait, are you saying we haven't had any fun before this? It's <laughs> awesome. all been play. It's not, no, no. All, all work and no play makes uh, Bezzy a, a something boy. No. But, uh, you know, it is Phil Semba. Um, we're going to look back at the times the Chargers had Philip Rivers under centre and we went into to December, hence Phil Semba, because he was outrageously good in this month. Um, and we all have really fond memories of that period of time. So I just wanted to reminisce a little bit about what Christmas for the, with the Chargers and it doesn't have to be Philip Rivers. If you have other uh, memories of, of festive times and the Chargers, let me know. So mine is when uh, a few years ago, Chargers chasing the playoffs and we went into uh, a game against the 49ers who were terrible that season Colin Kaepernick under centre and we got rinsed early doors 
Colin Kaepernick ran for yards. Weddle was on fire for them. Uh, for uh, uh, sorry, it was poor for us. Um, we had Gaul, I think, absolutely chewing us for yardage, and we were down and out and headed out of the playoff contention. And then Philip Rivers was shown a calendar, realised it was December, put the team on his back and dominated us to victory. I was up till five in the morning, dancing around that we'd survived. Um, great memory, really festive game, loved it. Um, John, you know, you've been a Chargers fan a lot longer than we have. What, what is your favourite festive memory? Is it Philip Rivers related or is there something else? Oh, I, so I've got so many good memories. Um, Jealous. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, this is going to be weird. And I don't know, I don't know why. I, I feel like this is like something that I, I really wanted to, um, I really want to think about it. But I'm actually going to talk about last year. And I know you're going to be like, what? Right. Why, why are we, why would he be talking about Chargers last year? Like that just seems like an awful, awful, uh, a memory. Why would you bring any of that up? But honestly, to me, that Raider game where they won 30 to 27, and I know they were what, like, I think they were like four and six or four and seven at that point. Or I forget what it was. They, they were atrocious. They were way out of it. But I mean, Herbert had 300 yards passing, two touchdowns. He had that amazing touchdown run. I was in, I was in. Like, to me, you know, the team, the team went through adversity in that game, right? The team went through adversity. They were up 17 to 10 at halftime. Uh, and then the Raiders came back, right? And it was like, oh my God, this team is gonna, they're gonna blow it. But then the Chargers came back and won it in OT, thanks to the Philip Rivers jump diving into the end, or Philip Rivers, uh, uh, thanks to uh, Justin Herbert diving into the end. And to me, that game was really the game where I thought, this is it. This kid is legitimate. He's not just putting up padded stats. He's not just He's not just like, okay, well, this team's out of it, so he's playing well and the team can't win. He can take the team on his shoulders and say, I'm going to win this game, right? I'm going to win this game for this team. I will take all the responsibility. And, we're, and we've seen that happen multiple times this season where he said, like, in the Chiefs game, he's like, you know what? We need a touchdown here. I'm just going to run it in myself, right? He has that ability, and that's something that Phil could do. You know, and obviously, in the, towards the end of his career, uh, Phil lost some of his magic late, and he lose some games late, and that was tough to watch. Uh, but I just remember thinking when I was watching Phil Rivers as he developed, thinking, you know what, this guy, this kid, you know, he was older than me, but this this guy, <laughs> he uh, he's got something going on here, right? He's 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 got the he's got that 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 bone in his body that says, I will not let this team lose. And you know, I wasn't sure if Herbert had it. You know, I, I knew he was spectacular. I knew he was he was putting up numbers. I knew his physical physical gifts were amazing. And I knew he had a high ceiling, but I wasn't, I guess I was still waiting for that moment of does this guy have it? Is this guy have that bone in his body that says, I will not let this team lose? And that Raider game last year, that showed it to me. That showed to me that this this kid is is something special, and to me, that's an amazing December memory that I'm never forget again. I'm never gonna forget him. Uh, you know, I was in, I was in getting in the. I'm never gonna forget that. It's such an amazing uh, thing that I think that we're gonna remember. You know, when when he's getting into the Hall of Fame. You know, I, I think we're gonna obviously we're gonna remember the three or four Super Bowls he's gonna win for us. We're gonna remember all that stuff. But when he's being inducted to the Hall of Fame, I think we're gonna look back at that moment and go. That is when that is when Justin Herbert was okay. That's when we Wait, all knew for sure. Your little Christmas miracle that made you believe 
It was. It was a Christmas special. It's, it's like the it's like the plot to a film. A it was like it was like Tiny Tim throwing away that uh, throwing away that crutch and doing a, a double back flip. You know, <laughs> for anyone who's ever seen Scrooge, a great movie. Anyone? Bill Murray, Scrooge, the is the best. so good. No, no, no. You got to see the Bill Murray version. Scrooge, Bill, Bill, so Bill Murray, Bill Murray's quality. so good. <laughs> Um, over to you, Was. What's, what's your uh, what's your little memory? I just want to touch on something John said there about Herbert. Um, I was making coffee um, earlier on this afternoon, thinking about the the podcast. Uh, you know how it how, how it was going to play out, what what I had to say, and and I knew, and I knew you'd already mentioned it was Phil Sember. We were talking about Philip Rivers, and I, and I stood there thinking, Philip Rivers is 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 probably he's probably my favourite ever Chargers player. Um, and Justin Herbert's here now, and I and I and I still can't. I, I don't know the answer to this in my own mind. Is whether I think Herbert's my favourite player now, or is it Rivers? That's how good Herbert is. That's incredible. There, there it is. And I, I, I was. I, I just want to elaborate on this. <clears throat> there are. I love sport, as you all, as you all know. I like my cycling. You know, um, my wife used to work in Formula One, so I try and take an interest in that. I kind of keep an eye on the baseball. You know, I'm not an expert or anything. I'll keep an eye on the basketball. I watch a lot of soccer, et cetera, et cetera. There are very few people in the world of sport that I'd walk over broken glass for. One is the late Sir Bobby Robson that managed the England soccer team. One is Jurgen Klopp because of his um, um, his sort of um, leadership style. He's very infectious. And the other is Philip Rivers, just the way that he commands himself, the way that he portrays himself, uh, and the way that he he conducts himself. And the point I'm making is to have Herbert in in my mind to have to, to, to for me to be talking about Herbert in the same tone as, as as Rivers after not even two seasons says it all. We are really, really, really lucky to be having Justin Herbert. We quite easily, if, if that look, I'm looking at last season's record. Had we not beat, had we not gone on that run of four games at the end, there, we could quite have easily have ended up with Tua or Joe yeah. Burrow. Look, I'm not, I'm not knocking those two guys. This is not what this is about. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you the are. The point is, the point is that we finished with a six overall pick, and we got Justin Herbert. Absolutely fortuitous to get him, and we're going to have 15 to 20 years of watching that man leading our team. So I just wanted to make that point. But getting back to my favourite moment, it is Philip Rivers. It's the two ta- it's the 2018 <coughs> excuse me. It's the two point conversion to Mike Dub against the Chiefs. Oh what a game. And it's, it's not it's look it's not about the fact that we necessarily beat the the the, the, the Chiefs that way. I am sick and tired of outsiders that have never watched the Chargers week in, week out, knocking Philip Rivers. Go away, please. Bez, uh, sorry, John, Bez and I, as you know, sport Sheffield Wednesday, we used to have a, a gangly midfielder called Carlton Palmer. And he played for England and the Italian soccer coach went, who on earth in England is is injured for him to be playing? Unless you saw him week in, week out, you didn't appreciate him. And I think that's the same with Rivers. I think people like to pick on him because he, he he wasn't mobile. But I tell you now, you get all those gems and say, would you take Philip Rivers at the prime? There's probably one or two that'll say no. You know, you, you know, it, it was it was good, but that that uh, two point conversion against the Chiefs. 
That's it's, it's a great, it's a great choice. That was an incredible, incredible win. Bold. Bit of a long-winded, long-winded answer. I love it. Uh, I love it. Why not? To get all that out there. Amazing. No, I, I couldn't agree. Great memories. But mine, as I as I said at the beginning, is that big win, comeback win against the 49ers. But yeah, you say, can go back your, in, in 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 sport. Who's your who's your sort of go to sportsman? Oh God, Chris Waddle, uh, oh, Gerald yeah. Seabon. <laughs> Wednesday players for, for, for you guys, I'm afraid. He was, he was, ter- um, he was terrible. I wear the, the number the, eight because of them too. We're not talking soccer eight. Arsenal are fourth. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You, you know life's getting back to normal when they are Arsenal fourth. Um, so, yeah, that, that's it. It's Merry Christmas. I want to say to our listeners, thank you for listening. I have one special gift um, for, for all of you. It is from John Moss Jr. He's got the mistletoe out. He's giving our listeners a, a kiss. Blow our listeners a kiss, Was Bez, that is shocking. Is that is that what you've been doing all week? Producing cheap, nasty graphics like that? <laughs> well, someone else didn't do it, so I had to. <laughs> it's absolutely atrocious. <laughs> well, guys, it's been a pleasure to have another calendar year with you. We will be back with some predictions, talking about who, if we win this week, who we would like to get in the playoffs next week. And we're going to see the Chargers through to the most irregular, odd-numbered season uh, for a while. Guys, Merry Christmas. Was Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, guys. John, Merry Christmas, Dan, as well. Feliz Navidad. Thoughts out to Dan. Donna Parnham, so, do you get better so we'll, soon? We'll, wear, wear woolly hats and scarves Christmas morning. John's barbecue, flip-flops, suntan lotion. Because it's so cold at 18 degrees. I'll say one more thing. <laughs> it's not bolt up. It's bar humbug. <laughs> Merry Christmas, guys. Have a great Christmas, Merry everyone. Christmas. Cheers. Cheers.